And on the subject of lovely f**ks. <laughs> this is, of course, the podcast of the Sorry Not In Service. Sorry Not In Service. And it falls upon me and William to say to you all, Gordano. Gordano. And uh, this is, of course, the second show of Birds and Bridges. It An is. exciting new backbone feature, William. It's quite the backbone, isn't it? It certainly is. It's sort of, uh, it's kind of got a Richard III vibe about it. I think it's got more of, um, I suppose you've not seen Alien Resurrection, where she finds all the times the experiment to resurrect her went wrong. <laughs> I haven't, sir. A lot of backbones just, in that scene. I've just lived it, though. You haven't uh, lived it, haven't you? Yeah, the last two hours. But anyway, I'm sure it will... I very much think of the farm that Hazel will be plucked. This has been a lot like the Nostromo. I dare say... What's Tom up to, Tom? Love that. Really? I love what's Tom up to, Tom. I know you do, quite alarmingly so. And that might be a point of note for... Speak up, Will, because you can't hear on the recording. That might be a thing that listeners would be interested to know, that you do love what's Tom up to, Tom. Exactly. Because... Because he's very attractive. So um, we've got a, a podcast coming up. We'll see how it's all uh, pieced together, and I'm uh... sure it'll all be fine. Yeah. Shall we go for that lovely f*** now, Angie? Lovely f- During this podcast. Oh, what an ideal lo- time to have a lovely f***. With the sound of us failing at running a radio show. Oh, oh. I'm quite charged now, even just thinking about it. Oh, Angie. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Dano, come on in. Sorry, not in service. With your hosts, Simon and Will. Sorry, not in service, like a toenail in a quiche. Sorry, not in service, foreign affairs and equestrian news. Sorry, not in service, doff your cap to Graham Gooch. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Good day, no, indeed. And my goodness, you're looking delightful. Aren't you just? I can see that you're there queuing up to come into the studio. Marge, lovely to see you. Bit skimpy, but um, tis Friday night, of course. Off up the uh, off up the nightclub later, are you? Might I say, Marge, you are glowing like Marie Curie. <laughs> that's, that's right. And uh, Marge, just move to one side. Uh, listeners, of course, we're inviting you in. And uh, it's a flight of fancy, if you will. And uh, who's who's this? Uh, They're not real. Graham, Graham. Hello, of course, Graham. Is behind He's Marge. not real. Marge is uh, Marge is moved to one side. And Graham moved now to one side. Graham now lying shuffling on, the on th- shuffling along the ground like a dog with worms precisely uh, isn't he just well of course graham does not have worms but he may be worms we'll only find out once uh, we get the official uh, sign off from ah dr jones, <laughs> Hello, uh, dr. jones. <laughs> we wondering whether graham is actually made of worms dr jones is wondering if you could he's uh, he's just tied up graham Graham's down. Of course, if you're just tuning in, of course, listeners, we are metaphorically welcoming you, and those were three examples of, of listeners to the show this evening. Welcome you, were you into the show. It was kind of like a metaphor. Um, was it a metaphor? It's not really a metaphor. What it was um, was a lie. Oh, a lie. That's yeah. right. Okay. Welcome to Sorry Night in Service. A lie. We need to discuss the C word. Choices. Choices have blighted mankind since the dawn of time. Hunt or be hunted. Evolve or devolve. Sophies and bio or non-bio. Tonight, choices will rear their ugly heads again. 
we will all have to live with their devilish and hypothetical consequences. It's birds or bridges. Of course, that's the uh, very long-winded jingle uh, that uh, many people won't recognise or be familiar with. Yeah, precisely. Uh, in the slightest doesn't really fully explain what we're going to be doing, Will. But in many ways, Simon, isn't the whole of life a long-winded jingle that nobody really understands? Yeah, and, and doesn't give any explanation as to what happens. Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's a big, that's a big topic. And speaking of like, big topics, speaking William. of massive topics, now our new we've seen um, the king size, we've seen the emperor size, and now the god size topic. Well, exactly. I'm quite. I'm quite bar. You see, it's like a troll bar. Topic bar. Got it. Yeah, of course. It's, it's covered in uh, Thank you. chocolate and nougat. Um, the, um, the, 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 the point of all this is uh, William and I will be um, presented with two things that exist in the world as we know it. And we will be debating throughout the show which, one, which would have been better to have never existed. Yeah? Yeah. And this all came about, as the jingle said, through a, 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 a debate we had whether the world would be a better place without either birds or bridges. A debate that lasted hours. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We're hoping to replicate now, that now with new verbs. Yes. Now, William, what's Verbs. Up? Nouns. Jesus. Um, that's a... Um, that was a noun, wasn't it? Jesus. It's a <laughs> proper noun. Because <laughs> yes. it's a name. Proper. But where, on this where, occasion, where ladies and from? gentlemen, where are we getting our nouns from? Yeah, we- announce it. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Um, we are getting our nouns from John M. Barrett's seminal work, The Quantock Horde. That's the one. So it's a, it's a book that we're, we're, uh, regular listeners will be familiar with. Now, I'm going to pick a page at random. William's going to read from the top of that page, and we will pick out the first two nouns that John M. Barrett's... The very has, first two has, nouns. Has ...deemed uh, suitable to give us, and we will be debating throughout the show, with your help, listeners, which the world would be better off Without, if it had never existed. Yeah. It could never exist. So, William, page number 21, please. Page number 21, early in John M. Barrett's uh, uh, magnum breakdown. opus <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> Looking again at the centre of the plaque, he could see it was indeed a figure and somewhat human in appearance. <laughs> <laughs> so, William, and listeners, this evening, with your help, uh, we are going to be debating whether or not the world would be a better place with, with plaques, plaques or, or humans. humans. <laughs> Dear, that's going to be interesting. So uh, write in, listeners, with your hot opinion. Studio at 10radio.org. Sorry not in service at 10radio.org. Which would you prefer to... If you could only keep one, which would you keep? Plaques or, or humans? humans? We're all hot under the collar here in the studio. Certainly. How's your... I'm just going to reach into Will's collar. Right. Oh! Jesus, horrible. But you're not going to deny it was hot. No, it was hot. It was sticky as mucus all over my finger. Like new jam. <laughs> like brand new jam that's just <laughs> arrived in the world. Um, the most appalling set of circumstances. Isn't it beautiful when you go out in spring and you see just the, a new jam taking its first faltering footsteps? <laughs> Um, well, mummy, mummy, I don't like it. You like it on toast, don't you? <laughs> mummy, mummy, you've got a very trebly voice, basic voice. I know, but I've had it enlarged. Your voice? <laughs> yes. Why, why did you do that, mummy? Why did you do that? Was well, it? to be more, you know, perhaps, um, well, to be 
Suddenly we are... I know it's the 21st century, but all the other children in the school, they may make fun of me because my mummy sounds like... I'll smite them all! Because you say things like that in that voice and you sound like Ray Winston. Mm, piffle. Anyway, I think we're Very sort of posh Ray Winston. <laughs> veering off subject there a little bit. Well, that rather amusing skit about parenthood. Um, uh, now, William, um, we are going to just... Uh, That'll be a debate for another day. Our first, uh, <clears throat> our first foray into plaques or humans and already right. there is a contextual issue uh, that has been emailed in. Okay. And it's from our, our own contextual father, Andy Lee. It's highly contextual. And, and uh, Dad uh, writes, uh, sent from his iPhone. Uh, no Does less. he? Uh, do Classic you mean a, a plaque on the wall or dental plaque, otherwise known as plaque? Uh, well, now I, th- I think uh, contextually in the book, um, there was um, there was it, it was. Oh, a, it the, was a the, plaque, conte- it? the context of it was that it was a metal plaque. Although, by all means, Dad, you're more than welcome to have your own debate, perhaps in the house with Mother, uh, about um, you know whether or not dental plaque is a good thing. Why not you? Why not, why not email in with your findings on that one? Yeah. Now, Simon. Yes. We have pros and cons for both already. Okay, fine. Hit me with a pro for plaques. For plaques. Okay, so they can make a long, loveless walk. Let's say, I don't know, on holiday somewhere. I'm thinking of one in particular. Um, slightly more interesting. What? <laughs> Sorry, it just, it's more of an anecdote, really, than anything else. Get involved. Tell right, us okay. your fun anecdote. So, certainly. I mean, I, I, it's got I, a built-in like punchline. No, not, not especially. It's just rather a bit sad, really. Let's just I have guess. this anecdote. We already know, listeners, that it trails off towards the end. Go on, Simon. Take us on a journey well, to we, nowhere. We were on a journey in a forest and... Um, to nowhere. I, was, uh, I wasn't really into the relationship or the walk, uh, particularly. Uh, so I sort of stopped. She wandered off uh, and I sort of pretended to read a plaque about a hermit. Why didn't you actually read it? Well, because I was... Because I was more sort of thinking about, I need to find a way to get out of this relationship. Maybe if I just stop walking, might be. Or let the relationship move on without you. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work. I had to confront it in the end. Well, you um, would do. <laughs> you can't try and use a plaque about a hermit to resolve all of your relational issues. Well, that's my early pro for plaques, anyway. Well, what have you got? I think. <laughs> I've got, on a very simple level, a lovely plaque on a house yep. can massively increase its resale value if, say, for example, Tim Burton once crashed a, a Skoda Fabia into it. Sure. that You put the blue plaque up, yep. Tim Burton crashed Skoda into this house, yep. resale value goes up. <laughs> I like the re- really shorthand description on this plaque. <laughs> Tim Burton crashed Skoda, this house. <laughs> Yeah, precisely. And under those circumstances, what you've seen is a, is a net gain as a result of that plaque. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. That's all right, no worries. That's a very Can't. good point. I've got, uh, if we carry on as we are, plaque-wise, uh, then at some point we won't be able to move for plaques. Eventually, you know, as the world continues on its merry dance, oh, right, there, would been, of... there would have been interesting events. Tim Burton would have crashed into, like, 40 houses. Oh, I see. And the resale value of those houses would be less it, affected exactly, by the unique event of, therein. It would balance itself out mm, after a while. That is a problem there, actually, isn't it? Yeah, so, uh, I, so maybe yeah. get rid of plaques? Get rid of plaques because otherwise there'll be too many plaques? Yeah. Right. I'm going to say that was more or less my con as well. Actually, right, the first one I went with was tooth decay, but Dad and um <laughs> got there quite fast. Yeah, plaques are bad for tooth decay. Uh, and humans will. Pros and cons. Right. So, uh, pros. Yes. I've got the sometimes sexy. They can be, actually. Can. I've noticed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Mm. Moira Stewart. Moira Stewart, indeed. Moira Stewart. She's both an attractive lady and a euphemism. 
<laughs> William, what's your pro? And my my pro, Simon, yeah. is that uh, humans have dominion over the beasts. <laughs> That's a strong point. Yeah, precisely. Because mm. otherwise they'd be unruly. Yeah, no, no. I mean, keep them in check. Yeah, precisely. You've got to keep them in check. So that's a pro for the human race. That is a pro for the human race. I've got cons. Yes. Some humans are genuinely annoying. Oh, God, that's very true. We talked about a few on the drive, didn't we, Will? We did indeed, Simon. There's a great wealth of them. I'll be honest, Simon, I've, once again, on the cons, I have kind of encompassed that in a broader church with the underlined uh, uh, two words, hate them. (laughs) I mean, come on. Seriously. Yeah, true. I don't know. Do you? Oh, I kind of feel like it's too late. Huh? It is already playing. Play. Playing. We just see how this pans out. Ah. <laughs> oh, back on the radio, of course. Oh, there. God, that's the uh, that's the noise, of course. We're back on the radio. <laughs> ah. uh, so um, look out for that one in future episodes. Now, William, darling, and indeed, listeners. Uh, you may notice a certain, uh, I don't know, a haphazard vibe in the room this evening. It is it's quite sort of laid like a, back. It's a bit of a, there's a bit of a sort of, <sighs> uh, there's, a, there's, there's a reason for this. Something uh, of the sofa about tonight's broadcast. Well, indeed. Well. Well, indeed. Um, there's plenty of, like, you know, discarded crisps in the um, crevices of the, the metaphorical body? sofa. Oh, I see, right, okay. And right. one of those uh, discarded pieces of crisp is the news that uh, I'm really sleepy today, Will. And uh, it's because I, I set myself an exciting challenge. The ice bucket challenge? No, not that one. Oh. I've been up all night ice bucket challenging. <laughs> oh, no, not, no not, not this time, Will. No, uh, it's no, I'm rather more prosaic than that. Okay. Uh, I don't really know what the word prosaic means, but I'm no, going to use stick it with anyway. It. We're going to see how this works out. This could be 2016's erstwhile. Ooh. I had to be in work at 7 o'clock this morning, William. Did you have to be? I did have to be. Oh, uh, okay. So I had to, got to be at work at 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, and I wanted to have a shower. And normally I like to have like an hour just to gear myself up for the day. Yeah. Uh, a delicious coffee, potter around the house. I'm awake. I'm ready for work. What my best beloved refers to as dithering. Yes, yes, yes. Dith- Dith- morning dithering, dithering is very necessary. I totally agree. I need to sit in the shed and read a chapter of my book while my coffee goes cold. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so I, I wanted to give myself plenty of time for a shower and some dithering. So I started work at 7 o'clock. It's only five minutes to work. So I figured, well, I'll set the alarm for 20 to 6. So that's fine. Not too bad. No. So, uh, so I set the alarm for 20 to 6. Uh, went to bed at half 12. And, whoa, uh, yeah, whoa. Well, yeah, made a slight error of judgment. Yeah. Slight error of judgment. Yeah, by about three hours. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Simon. Yes, you did. So anyway, what uh, you did there was decide that you needed to contract it by equal time, the point, <laughs> the, the amount of time given for sleep. Yeah. No, sir. No, 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 no. Oh. No, sir. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I, I have to sleep in even numbers. There is a limit to how far you can push yourself. <laughs> really? Yes, I think I found it. Is, uh, anyway, the point is uh, that uh, 5.40 came along, chime, chime, chime goes the alarm clock. And uh, I, I, hit, I hit the snooze button, chime. obviously. I'm not an idiot. And uh, then it got to 10 to 6. And at that point, I can still remember it absolutely clearly. My thought process was, um, was, was the thought was, it would be a good test of my self-discipline if I turned the alarm off, went back into bed 
Just saw, just to see how it would play out. See how self-disciplined I am. Just to see, like, whether or not you would have the necessary self-discipline <laughs> yes. to, to awake yourself, say, in the next ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Having got back into bed. Yeah. I genuinely, genuinely, it is still there, crystal clear in my mind that I was testing my self-discipline to see whether or not I could go back to bed under the duvet without the alarm on four, five hours sleep. That's a bewildering slice of logic there, Simon. Yeah. I yeah. mean, presumably it worked and you uh, gave no, your I safe... Reg- I regretted it at half past seven. You regretted <laughs> it at half past seven? When I woke up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, quick shower, straight to the farm. Well, you didn't even get your hour for dithering. No, it, no and I'm paying for it now. In, in spades. Uh-huh. <laughs> Of course, that's the end of the song. Yes, quite so. Now, listeners, on the subject of tonight's uh, hot, hot topic. Ooh, it's so, hot. Ooh. You know what? It's so hot, yes. the albumen is turning opaque before it even hits this topic. <laughs> no jeffing way. Actual jeffing way. Well, listeners, well, that's a, a hearty endorsement. We're talking about a yoke that's practically turning to dust before your very eyes, <laughs> before the butter on your bread is, um, uh, is uh, spread. Yeah, 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 big time. And on that subject, so we've received another email from Simon. Yeah. An iPhone. An iPhone? An iPhone. Well, that can only mean it's one thing. It's from Andy Lee, our father. The owner of the iPhone. Sent from his iPhone. Sent- I can see it there, bold as brass. And he's asking, on the subject of what uh, w- would we keep in a world without other plaques or humans? Plaques or humans? That's the question. That's the hot plaques burning topic. You- that's the hot topic. He's uh, asked, would there be plaques... Without humans. If the humans have gone, how do you make the how do you make the plaques? Whence the plaque? But it's not humans have gone, is it? The humans just never existed. Humans just never happened. Now, so presu- presumably there is like a who who are you who are you backing in the in the race to the top of the other groups? Oh, the potential others who might have formed civilizations that would bear plaques. Yeah. Um, who would achieve such greatness as to warrant a plaque? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> Well, you don't get you don't get plaques being put up by crabs, do you? Well, not in this world. No, not in this world because there's well, humans. If, exactly, and plaques take for the, the moment. Take the humans away. Yeah, crabs might take over. If crabs they're... take over. Maybe they're going to toy with the idea of making a few plaques. Of course, they'd be ideally placed with their pincers. I can see those pincers just nipping away at the um. What are plaques made out of? Metal. Or, no, um, it's sort of like a. Almost like a tile, isn't it? It's like, uh, what's plaques made out of? Some plaques don't have to be made out of one material. Subtopic. What are plaques Sub-topic. made of? <laughs> what are plaques made? Well, the, the, the plaque that was in the Quantock Horde seemed to be made of some kind of metal. Fine. Well, the crabs could scratch the metal with their pincers, sir. They certainly could. spell out their deeds. Or conversely, what with the way they formed their own civilization, I would imagine they'd have some kind of rudimentary tools. The pincers. You're such a crab racist, Simon. Do you think people who make plaques professionally just scratch away at them with their fingernails? No, or I polish I, them I, up I, with their bum fluff. Well, I would imagine they do, William. Yes, just Simon. Go down to the seaside, find a little rock pool, pick up the nearest crab, and etch it with one of those. And, what, and commission a plaque. Yes. <laughs> That's what I would imagine would happen. We answered the question from iPhone wielder Andrew Lee. (laughs) iPhone devil. (laughs) Andy Lee. 
Uh, would there be plaques without humans? Yes, Pops, there would be. There would be. be. made by crabs. They'd be made by crabs or other... Of course, that signifies the end of the music. <laughs> what better way to signify the end of a song? It's quite a good system, actually. Yeah, because yeah, I'd imagine if it weren't for that, then there'd be an awful lot of feckless listeners out there going, Is this still part this of song? the song? Is this still gone, part of the song? song's gone a little bit far-fetched, hasn't it? Mary, I've got a spatula in my hand, and I don't know how to get rid of it. <laughs> Where's the song over? Oh! Oh! Song's over. Song's over. It's Song's okay, over. Mary. Drop the spatula. Okay, Mary. Okay, Mary. This is no time for the <laughs> Julian and Jerry show, son. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame that's coming up <laughs> at 3am. Stay tuned. <laughs> Julian. Yes, Jerry. Oh, Julian, it's delightful to be on 10 Radio. But th- I do think that the, the, the popping us in the 3am slot is really not making the best use of our abilities. Um, I, I think it really is, though, Jerry, because the fact of the matter is that the moment that we get on air, we really enliven the people in the middle of the night who already have difficulty sleeping. And it's so, so much fun to entertain them, isn't it? I, I, I tell you what, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to do Radio Hopscotch, Jeremy. I'm going to play Radio Hopscotch. How many hops shall I scotch? Nine of them. Oh, it's great being on 10 Radio, isn't it, Julian? I love being on 10 Radio, Jerry. You seem to have fallen into the uh, Jerry and Julian show there, Will. Yeah, so tune in at 3am, listeners, to hear the rest <laughs> of that fascinating discussion. <laughs> All the way up until breakfast, which around here is served at noon. Um, <laughs> get used uh, to it. Now, now, of course, listeners, that was the introduction to us <laughs> returning to our theme tonight. Plaques. Or humans. Which would be better if it had never existed. Now, um, we touched on uh, the, uh, you know, is, could there be such a thing as plaques without humans? I think it's as good a time as any world to bring up the subject of uh, what the world would be like without humans. Humans have never existed. Who's in control? Who's going to run this joint? Exactly. Now, obviously, we've thrown crabs out there, but there was a sharp rock and they smashed. Mm. So who else might be able (laughs) to replace humans in this non-human world? So which are your core groups? Your core groups are... Your core demographics. Your apes. Your apes? You've got your apes, you've got your birds. Lousy, stinking boids. We've got your lizards. You've got your lizards, your reptilians. And you've got your uh, your fishes. You've got the fishes of the sea? Yeah. Hmm. And thence, of course, the boids of the air. I think we covered that with uh, number two, which was birds. Was it? <laughs> yes, it was. Well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> That's true. Have you a... ever seen the birds? The, the, the film? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you haven't? No. I thought, difficult I thought to the film. I, think, I thought the film, The Birds, was actually quite avant-garde. <laughs> uh, Why is everyone accepting these things? Like they're <laughs> horrified only when they start doing stuff. Well, your first question would be, what are they? <laughs> What's going on? Hmm. There's something terribly upsetting about the... <laughs> As I'm sure they'd be called. Uh, dear, do you know what, Julian? I really do feel we're veering off topic. Shut up, Jerry! What's up? So, William, who, who, are you, who, who are you backing in a non-human world? In a non-human world, I'm going to back the, the much-described this evening, birds. Birds? I'm going to back birds. Go on, so Why? Uh, uh, one, uh, they are warm-blooded, which is a boon. It means they can spread all across into different environments, you see? That's a good thing, Simon. Europe. 
Europe, Asia, Sc- uh, uh, Scandinavia. Sure. Um, uh, the one that's up there but isn't part of Scandinavia is it Norway? Yeah, Norway as well. They can probably <laughs> go there. Um, the full gamut, if you will. Oh uh, yeah, the full gannet. Ah, nice pun, of course. Yes. Uh, so you're going with pun, your pun, pun fiffin. You're going with birds because of their ability to spread wild and far. Yeah, precisely. Okay. They they are the they are the uh, the the living symbol of wild oats. Sure. The Apart only- from oats. The only bit of Planet of the Apes that I've seen, which I feel is kind of like the nearest documentary to what we're sort of experimenting with here. The only bit of Planet of the Apes I've seen, the reboot or the old version, is in the reboot when uh, your big gorilla man is uh, is in that sort of trapped in that zoo area uh, being looked after by Draco Malfoy. and, um, And then he sort of like gets all the gorillas to gang together and take over America. Yeah. So that's the only bit of the series of Planet of the Apes films I've seen. And it was quite a convincing set of scenes. Well, so I'm going to I'm gonna plump with our dear cousins, the apes. So That's what the world... That's who we think might take over in the event of the humans being absent. It's apes versus birds. Subtopic? Birds win. Apes can punch birds. Birds can drop eggs on apes. They both live in nests, so we can't necessarily use that to distinguish between them. True. Once they're in a nest, who can tell the difference? Only Attenborough, and I think he's basing it on who goes in the nest. He sent them in at the same time. Can't tell the difference. <laughs> this feature's just bulging at the sides, isn't it? It's not in the slightest. You can hear the seams cracking. Coming up next, listeners, we're going to have to start discussing what would happen if there were no plaques. Oh, God. And what's that world going to look like without plaques? A bit more t- wally. Well, maybe a little bit more wally. And I'll tell you one place where there should be a plaque, Simon. Come on. It's, it's... Ten, ten Radio. No, no. It's where the... Home of the Julian and Jerry show. No, no, no. It's next to the river where the CEO of Walmart in Mexico... Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh! what, what was it you were saying about Mexico earlier? <laughs> about the Mexican uh, CEO of Walmart. That's the one. He's got a fun history with speedboats. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> what? Nothing. Yes, yes, precisely. Not the current one. Not the current one. Not the current one. No, it's back when Kirsty McCall got killed. Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Now, come on, William. Oh, yeah, don't buy Nestle products either. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, now, listeners, back on the subject of tonight, plaques versus humans. Mm-hmm. Which do we keep? We've now... Close your eyes, listeners. Um, close all of your eyes, all three of them, so don't look into the future or the past or things not uh, around you. And um, use your imagination to think of everything around you, but without all the plaques on this. Intrinsic to the plaque is it's um uh it's um it's bearer it's running buddy it's running buddy if you will the and the plug. traditional bearer of the plaque yeah. is of course the memorial bench oh okay fine. aha oh now there's an interesting idea i've when, when you said plaques when we've been talking about plaques 
all I've been picturing is those blue circular chaps. With, no, you know, darling. No, darling. You know. For a start, obviously, we wouldn't know whether or not Queen Elizabeth I or II had opened a particular branch of Tandies. Exactly. Um, but or, also, or Queen Elizabeth II lives here. Yeah, precisely. But also, Simon, we wouldn't have all those memorial benches of Douglas liked to sit on the grass here and now he's gone. We'll put a bench there. Ian likes views. Yes. Brackets liked. Liked views. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there, because there's no point in the benches. Death heavy <laughs> section of the show. Yes, there'd be no point in the benches, Simon, because there'd be no plaque there to indicate that Graham or Ian or Marge over there. Because you buy the bench, don't you, to put the plaque on to to precisely to sort of like advertise yeah, the, 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 the the rally without the without the plaque. Why the bench? Exactly. For why? So, of course, all those, uh, all those uh, sites of interest, you know what I've just remembered about one. I think it might actually be on the road between here and Taunton. Is it? I've got a funny feeling it is. And it's, uh, it's on the side of the road. Um, it's just, there's no, like, um, there's no uh, area of housing nearby. You, I can't imagine why you would ever walk past it. You certainly couldn't pull your car over to one side oh, to yes. sit on it. <laughs> Because it's a main road, and also it seems to be facing a hedge. <laughs> like the views in the opposite direction. Well, I think it is on the road between here and Taunton. It is, yes, it is. <laughs> and I, I think the main reason for that one is is irony. Right, the kind of situation is bench-based prank. <laughs> I imagine Edmund's put it there, and if you actually walk around so you can see the plaque on it, it just says "Gotcha." <laughs> Ah, very nice, good old Eddie. Uh, I do miss him. I do, I do miss, miss him. him. So, 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 so we're saying there's, no, there's not going to be any of these memorial benches? No memorial uh, benches. What, do you know what that means, Simon? Go on. Is that if you're talking about walking from, say, let's go, I don't know, Budley Sultan to Sidmouth. Sure. Right? There's no point where you can rest your weary um, uh, plates oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the way. Of Is course. there? No. But, no, you see... Memorial benches, Simon, are of course the precursor of the road. <laughs> now that's quite a big step. If there's enough memorial benches following a particular line, mm. right, then uh, town and country planners get together, they, they, they bang heads, and they go, um, now we're friends, let's, um, let's, let's build a road along this line of memorial benches, because clearly this is a route that people like using. Sure. And that's how roads happen. Of course. So, Simon, yep. we're looking at a world um, where the uh, highways agency is a completely unwieldy mess with nothing to guide it in the absence of memorial benches. And who, I, I, what monarch opened this branch of quicksave? Nobody knows. Uh -huh. The hip-hop song there, What Presents, by the pop group Orange Juice. What which is, of course, an example of a drink. And a question. And a, and a question. There's not many things that are both an example of a drink and a question, are they? Orange Juice? I suppose... J2O? J2O? Yeah. Strawberry milkshake? No, there's plenty of drinks that are also questions, aren't there? <laughs> Only if you make them questions. <laughs> uh, do you know where I like to have drinks? Well, at parties. Party, Simon. Yeah, you, you, you're kind of a guy who likes a party. No, 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 the me neither. No, I don't <clears> like people. <throat> to totally the opposite. Maybe you'd be going to the wrong party as well. What with people in them? Yeah, well, maybe where uh, people are the 
People aren't the stars of the party. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe if I want to go to a party where there aren't any people, I should, uh, I should go to a, 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 a the, the Liberal Democrat Party after the coalition government. <laughs> oh, very good, Will. I've very closed my eyes with smugness. Uh, you're quite right to do so. Loosened his belt as well with uh, the same level of smugness. Uh, now, um, William, uh, say uh, you were, right? Say you were devising a party. You don't want people there. But I tell you what, you would want is balloon Ooh. artists. Balloon artists would be a fine thing at a party, Simon. Yes, now our youngest brother Richard, what a guy, uh, forwarded an email to William and I uh, alerting us to a particular balloon artiste. She's known as Barbaluni. Uh, and uh, she's from uh, the America, I believe. And she does all sorts. Um, having a party, it says on her website, then pump it up with balloon creations by Babaluni. Awesome balloon animals and more twisted. Hold on. Awesome balloon animals and more. Twisted to the amazement of your guests. Why balloons? Because they're fun for everyone. Of any age. Any age. Any is in caps. Why me? Why me? (laughs) Because I know how to bring laughter and smiles to your guests with my incredible balloon creations. Let me make your event unforgettable. Now, uh, Balloony, Babalooney, this wonderful um, balloon artiste, has, um, has got herself a jingle on her website Ooh. just to give you a flavour of what she's all about. I'm very podcast. And uh, so here comes the jingle from Babalooney of Babalooney.com. <laughs> That's the balloons popping, you know. Yes. Welcome to the world of Babalooney. Superheroes, bracelets, animals, dinosaurs, princesses, helicopters, airplanes, ladybugs, and very, very scary snakes. She can even make you a balloon roller coaster. I don't make that. Okay, uh, she makes a uh, uh, spectacular volcanoes. I don't make that either. Okay, uh, she makes uh, she makes hats. Yeah, I make those. Yes, many, many hats for heads of all sizes. Okay, so now you go look at all the crazy balloon things on the website, and don't forget to call Babalude. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Good Lord. Grand opening. Uh, Ships you've never seen before. Corporate events. 
I've never seen the shape of a fruit or a bracelet or animals or ladybirds. <laughs> so, uh, Babaluni, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Richard, for um, put, turning us on to the wonderful stylings of Babaluni. Possibly the finest bit of jingling uh, we've, we've ever encountered. So it's extraordinary. Yeah, she looks like... I mean, no offence to Babalooney. She's obviously insane. But uh, she, um, she's, she looks like she works behind the counter at your local Barclays. Yeah, she does, actually. Yeah. yeah. You can imagine her asking you to put your pin in. She's been out for a few works dues, but not all of them, because she doesn't always get invited these days because she can really put gin away, but it doesn't seem to affect her that much. <laughs> Mainly, she's not actually that. She's not actually a problem at a party, but she is a cause of a problem because everyone thinks she, they can outdrink Babalooni, <laughs> and they can't. They can't. They can't. There's mm. there's a darkness behind those eyes. <laughs> I'm not even sure they're eyes. I think they're balloons. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, why not go to babalooni.com? B a b a l o n e y dot com. Oh my god, that's a current website. Party needs. Um, well, anyway, I think that's possibly strike one for the human race there. No humans, no Babaloonie. No Babaloonie. That's a very good no point. No party, and I know you don't like parties. Uh, yeah, that's that true. Point. I feel steel stands. Yep. of the song William I don't know about you but I'm sick of the end of I don't know about you but uh, I'm sick of the end of songs and uh, so uh, what better way to get over that awful hump uh, than uh, than by uh, going through this week's top 10 top tit singles so uh, that's what we're about to do on the radio Number 10 there is Blankety Wank with Hirsute Terry. And number 9 here is The Interns with Gross Misconduct Blues. And at number 8 in Chipstable, it's Sectarian Violence with Force Majeure. <laughs> number 7, sent from heaven, is Stuart Little with I'll Kill You All. And at number 6, spreading across the southeast, it's The Glowing Mole Rats with Zero Botherance. Number five, spread eagled for your delight. Papa Tata with Tata Papa. And at number four, crashing in hard from the skies above you, it's Boggarty Smack with See You Pal. <laughs> number three comes knocking, you better start rocking. It's the bloody jeans with Kim's O'Clock. And burrowing up from underneath your feet, looking to take out your, um, uh, legs and uh, thence your torso and skull. It's Scunthorpe abbreviated with Gillian McBeef. And to, uh, to top this week's music off is uh, number one, Baroness Fripperton with the crotchless ski, scoot, ski suit boogie. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your top ten hit singles for this week. And this is your number one smash hit, Baroness Fripperton with crotchless ski scoot boogie. Beauty, like a plate, I'd like to do. 
C A R L A S I M O N for C A R L A S I M O N for C A R L A for the record, Simon thinks Carla is f***ing awesome. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I do think my wife is jeffing awesome, and uh, she's heavily pregnant at the moment, William. Yeah, really, really pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Twelve months gone. Well, that's right, indeed. <laughs> My ladies, uh, I, I think she's probably having a little bit of a hard time at the moment. Baby's getting large. Yeah, and it's getting and unruly. And unruly. No, genuinely, I was, I was, I was, I hand on the tummy last night, and it, I could feel him. I could feel him wriggling all around. It was the weirdest sensation. I nearly threw up. It's difficult and, um, to tie shoes under those circumstances. <laughs> She's having problems at, at, at work as well. Do you know, when, I don't know about you, William, but I, when I, I see somebody, a pregnant lady, stranger, friend, whatever, I, I, I don't bring it up. I wait for them to bring it up or somebody else to do it. I, because I've been bitten by the, oh, how far do you are, how far along are you? Or how, you know, oh, when, oh, you, the, the you know, when's the, pregnancy ba- when's the baby due? Yeah, pregnancy. I've done that, I did that once. Yeah, and then learnt my lesson. Don't never talk again. About it. Don't talk about it. Is that when you meet somebody from Birmingham, you wait, you wait for them to raise the subject? Absolutely. You don't course. just go crashing on in there. What's with the funny voice? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course, you don't. You don't do it. Um, so um, it's, it, it seems a bit odd to me that people in Carla's workplace uh, seem to be remarking most days. God, you're massive, aren't you? Uh, That's a bit much. Strangers uh. getting into lifts, saying. Uh, Oh, how 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 long have you got to go? Oh, we've got another we've got another um, couple of months to go. Cool, you're big for that, aren't you? What? I, what? So like a lot Just, of times uh, she's coming home a little bit stressed out by all of this. It doesn't help <clears throat> that um, we, uh, that her, her feet are swelling up. Oh dear! I mean, this is a byproduct of the pregnancy, of course. I'm a particularly powerful lover, and uh, so <laughs> her, her feet have, have swollen. She's gone up a shoe size. <laughs> Putting that on the business card, uh, and um, <laughs> so most evenings I'm uh, I'm massaging her feet. Oh, it's good fun, isn't it? Uh, oh no, it's getting quite tiresome. But um, what? Uh, you tried doing it for two weeks straight. I've um, been doing that for months straight, mate. Went through the whole mate. Make two se- make two series of Peaky Blinders, mate. Wall wall foot massage. Love no, it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, well, I, great I, I, feet I did, these um, days. I can tell if I leave it for a few days. There is quite an intense swelling going on down there. So much so that we were both watching feet. the telly. I was busy rubbing uh, rubbing Carla's feet, and um, <laughs> I, I took my hands away, and I'd actually sort of created a a sort of indentation, quite a large, noticeable indentation. Oh dear! <laughs> I moved all the whatever it is, the swelling, to you one side. Just pushed and all the liquid like a to crater. And so, so she was busy watching the telly. I was looking down. Oh dear! Oh, oh dear. dear! And so I sort of went, oh, and she went, what? Put my hand over the foot. And she went, no, no, it's fine, darling. I was just thinking of something else. And then gradually tried to just massage to work the it back in, back into the crater. You're like somebody who just murdered Morph. And just, oh, no, it's okay, Morph. It's okay. I can make you okay again. It was... Um, Don't die on me, Morph. It was quite horrific. Uh, you, but um, she's also discovered there is such a thing as baby brain. And I'm sure she'd mind me telling you this on the radio. That, um, Don't listen. That, um, she's uh Yeah, she's experiencing baby brain. And her critical faculties are failing. It probably affects people in different ways. Uh, but in Carla, um, she's... Uh, she's losing things. She's um, well, <laughs> well. There's one one example in particular that I want to um, want to <laughs> pocket cheese. There's now such a thing as pocket cheese. It's happened more than once. Pocket but cheese. But she's got to work. Been really pissed off because she 
feels like she left her mini baby bell at home. Yeah. To get home, take a cardigan off to find that there's a baby bell in each pocket that she put there in the morning. She's now carrying around She's pocket cheese. Pocket cheese. Sorry, but I've done it again. What's that, dear? Pocket cheese. She's putting cheese in her pockets, forgetting about it, and then getting knocked off in the afternoon when she really thinks she's forgotten her cheese. I think that's fair enough. I think it's interesting that it happened <laughs> multiple times. I know. I mean, if I thought I'd done it again, then I would go, well, the first port of call is the pockets. Mm. Where the pocket cheese lives. Yeah, but you're not a he- heavily pregnant lady. No. Well, well. None that I know of. What? <laughs> I'll talk about it after I will. Fade out at the end of a song. <laughs> Very good news. <laughs> I do like your joke landed laugh there. <laughs> uh, now, listeners, as I'm sure you're aware, we have tonight been discussing the relative benefits of plaques versus humans. Which would you keep? Which is the more important element of this world in which we live? Mm. Unless we turned out as a result of your choice not to live um, any input on that listeners feel free to email in studio at 10radio.org uh, as an addendum will especially if you're emailing in from an iPhone oh especially if you're emailing in from an iPhone we'd love to hear your thoughts about this subject not all of your thoughts or, or your feedback on the iPhone of course precisely <laughs> precisely precisely and it will carry on lovely stuff now following on from that important piece of protocol information I have some health and safety information oh, for my you favorite. Simon two alerts amazingly enough still going on not, not once article 50s invoked I imagine <laughs> I should hope not I should hope not I didn't vote for safety no I voted for racist no ladders <laughs> ideally <laughs> If I could be racist atop a rickety ladder, I'd be delighted. I'd be a happy man, briefly. <laughs> if I could be afforded the opportunity to, to, to vote on something that I, A, barely understand, and B, think of something completely different, <laughs> on top of, I don't know, say, a upturned bucket. Yeah. Yes, please. Or whilst carrying around, say, for example, of an open vat of noxious chemicals without the relevant PPE... Oh yes! If I can, if if I could punch myself in the knackers repeatedly for twelve hours straight, and that's both things: Brexit vote and health and safety violations. Then, uh, then I'm happy. I don't know because the thing is, oh no, so I suppose it does affect future generations, doesn't it? Because <laughs> 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 they'll all think that's the done thing. Anyway, we'll carry this on, is carry on with your point. Well, no, well, well, for a start, I, I was going to, I'm going to offer two points. Um, one. Uh, spiders! Where? Well, not here, Simon, but in the clothing section of Sainsbury's Hankridge Farm. Yes, um, I've been on Spider Watch. I'm not often in my next of your supermarket these days. Um, but, um, you recall a while back I offered you a riveting story about uh, being savaged by a spider. Yes. Many, many years back. Yes, I remember now. Yep. Well, they're back with a vengeance. Good. It's very much Spiders 2. <laughs> Revenge of the Spiders, or possibly Spiders, uh, or Spiders... So, uh, yeah, I, uh, last Sunday, no, the Sunday before, I uh, had to be called out to uh, attend to the uh, evisceration um, of a total of three spiders 
because they decided to invest the entire area. Oh, sorry, sorry, which area? Clothing. Shop floor? Yeah. Again, Will, you're cruising for a sacking? It'd be useful. <laughs> okay, good. I've got too much actual work on at the moment, but I don't really want to hand in my notice, but I've got fired. Well, it was the will of the gods. <laughs> Anyway, what are they going to do? I'll tell you right now, there's some hidden underneath the grey um, uh, boot cut uh, um, trousers. Did you put them there? No, because I ran there earlier. <laughs> right, okay. I dropped a cardigan and rushed across to try and stamp on it, but it was wily and it skittered underneath the trousers. <laughs> so often the way. So often the way. Um, yeah, so uh, one health and safety announcement. Spiders! Okay. Um, I kept getting called across the entire clothing section by the new starters who were all tiny girls. They just go, well... I just come wandering down. Yes. Spider. <laughs> All right. I don't know what, why they can't just flick the garment the spider has landed upon and then stamp on it. No. No. I mean, it's a good look for a Sainsbury's employee in the clothing department to be stamping on their own clothing. No, you flick the spider off the thing. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. and then you stamp and smear oh, the Oh, I see. Sorry, sorry, I thought you meant that uh, and then you s- use, use the cardigan as like a spider net. And then, Simon, mm. what you do is you pick up one of the, the still twitching legs from the spider carcass, yep. right, and you anoint the forehead of the new starter and say, welcome to the team. <laughs> Good. Um, item two. Go on. Item two, Simon. Um, now, we're all uh, familiar with the aforementioned health and safety personal protective equipment, PPE, the yep. acronym. Uh, we're aware that when operating loud and heavy machinery, it is important to wear ear defenders. Critically, though, Simon. Yes. Don't. If somebody comes along and decides that what they're going to do is have a chat with you whilst you're wielding a chainsaw, cutting down a branch that is directly above your head, don't come near me. I'm wielding a chainsaw and I might have to run away carrying this chainsaw. If you're in the way going, oh, you're doing an interesting job there, although I don't think I'd do it in that particular way. If I stab you in the stomach with a running chainsaw, it'll be your fault and I'll write that on the tree with your blood. (laughs) I think you need to... Forward! It was his fault! <laughs> I think you need to uh, Im- Im- invest in a sandwich board outlining those that bit, that bit of information. You can wear that when you're up on the ladder, chopping down the branches, and everybody will know. Uh, there's no ladder. What I'm doing is um, um, just balancing on a lower branch. Of course you are. <laughs> I look back on it, it was quite dangerous. Mm. Was Article 50 being... Anyway, never mind. <laughs> but Simon. very sexy. But very sexy. But the reason... You'll remember at the start of this, there was talk of ear defenders. What? Remember at the start of this, there was a talk of ear defenders. Go on. Well, whatever you do, yeah. when this person comes along wanting to talk to you, and you remove the ear defenders, don't just slide them off your head and onto your neck. Because I discovered the moment where I had to start running away from a plummeting branch whilst carrying a running chainsaw in the vicinity of a bewildered old numpty, <laughs> yeah. I discovered that the increased um, heart rate caused by one the panicky situation and two the rapid movement of me myself will uh, meant that i almost immediately passed out because the ear defenders were pressed up against my jugular vein <laughs> and i essentially put myself into what wrestlers referred to as a sleeper hold <laughs> important health and safety information one no spiders two no old men or um ear defenders Good advice. Good advice. You're listening From to 10 Radio. Radio, the home of not health and safety. Catch the grape in your mouth. Ow! <laughs> I throw it too hard. 10 Radio. <laughs>
pug dog. It's weird. <laughs> Speaking of which, I could see a vomit out the window <laughs> with a delightful hat. It's kind of oh my god. Yep. Um, Matt, is that uh, this is the second time we've had a chat with with a varmint through a window? Yeah. Uh, in two weeks, Matt, what sort of animal is is that hat meant to be? What do you mean meant to be? Well, it's not an actual animal, Matt. Head down. Like a beast. <laughs> it's very specific. Watch it, Attenborough. It's a rabbit. It's a rabbit. Is that a rabbit? Of course it's a rabbit. He's gone out. He's gone out. He's caught that rabbit. He's gutted it. <laughs> Skipped. I'll tell you and what. wearing its massive head on his own head. I'll tell you what. He that, is a man. That rabbit's gutted, eh? <laughs> yeah, I bet, he's, I bet he was gutted after that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks. I wandered off to have a puffer Matt's in the now dark. Wandered off <laughs> with his alarmingly with his trophy on his head. And in honour of that, I shall now play his uh, semi-official uh, theme song. You can run like a rabbit, fly like a bee. No matter what you do, you'll never get away from me because I'm right behind you. <laughs> Therefore, the song has ended. Oh, uh, it, it dawned on us uh, whilst uh, just finishing off the conversation with the rabbit-hatted Matthew Varmint uh, that, of course... Um, Absolutely he, ratted. He, 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 was t- he was talking through the window here uh, uh, just by our bodies. And, uh, of course, um, it was obviously very clear what we were saying because we were right next to the microphone. But um, if, uh, if you couldn't hear uh, Matt talking through the window, the gist of it was... Wearing a woolly hat uh, that uh, we're told uh, resembles some sort of rabbit beast. It could be anything. It could be literally anything. Zebra? No, not a zebra, but maybe a albino Celia zebra. Celia Canth. No, Celia I miss Celia Canth. Have you seen Celia Canth recently? No, she's awful, terrible. awful things going on with her face. Doesn't she do the numbers on Countdown these days? <laughs> Poor old Celia. If you're listening, Celia, do uh, do get in touch. She's not listening. She's checking her math. Uh, William, we've got some uh, hot uh, information to impart on the listeners on tonight's big topic. We do. Uh, On the subject tonight of, of course, plaques versus humans. Which would uh, you get rid of in the world? Uh, Matt, have you got any strong opinions on um, which which sort of, you know, the world would be better off without humans or plaques? Any plaques in teeth? No. No. Is it like on a wall to indicate that a member of the royal family opened a Costco? Or like on Even a park bench? If you got rid of humans, you wouldn't have any humans to erect plaques to. Well, we sort of oh, debated you, you've that. You've done that one. We, we sort of covered that because crabs like would be the dominant force in the world without humans if they'd never existed. And they've got pincers that could they sort can. of scrape the lettering into the walls. Equally birds. They're very low plaques. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. But sure. Then, but, but that's Sorry, good. I haven't given it as much thought as you It's for the crab community, so why like, if why would you put a plaque on like a 16th floor of a building for a human? Doesn't make any sense. So, William, um, after hearing Matt's closing statement and starting statement, yeah. um, and the uh, general uh, statements, having been discussing it all evening long, what, uh, what, how, which do you think is, uh, is going into a room, room that never existed? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> Room under construction. <laughs> Room never got past the planning stage. 
which never existed, Will? Clacks or humans? Okay, well, I have not deviated from my core stance, which is I dislike humans. Fine. But I like knowing uh, whether or not Prince Andrew opens this particular pound stretcher. <laughs> True. So, okay, fine. And I like memorial benches. Well, that's the thing for me as well. I, I really think, like them. I think I, I'm, I'm pro... Specifically, the memorial bench that we talked about, which may or may not be on the road between Wiverliscombe and Taunton, that is facing a hedge with the view to the back. It's inaccessible and pointless. Yeah. So I, I listening to ten radio. I, I think I value that one hundred five point three. If you can get it, um, I value that more. I think than the human race. I'm happier knowing that, that bench exists than the idea that we all do. It's, it's just a, a slightly more concise version of if a tree falls in the forest, d- yeah, nobody around it. Does anybody hear it? To if make there sound. weren't any humans, would that bench still be there? Yeah. <laughs> if there's a pointless and inaccessible bench next to a, a road that nobody has ever seen because there aren't any people, is it actually there? Or did the crabs put it there? <laughs> as, as Heraclitus said in 65 BC. Gents, I know you're. No, thank you. No, thank you. I've already eaten. Um, Gents, um, there is a bench somewhere between here and Taunton, isn't there? Like a memorial bench on the side of the road that is facing a hedge with, like, the view of the rolling countryside behind it. I'm not making that up, am I? It's by the Milverton roundabout. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Who tattooed (laughs) your face? With a pen. That's as good a time as any listeners. So we're going with plaques, are we? We're going with plaques. Right, tonight's winner is plaques. Plaques. Never, humans have never existed. It's all plaques. (laughs) (laughs) So there you are, ladies and gentlemen. Humans never existed. You're very welcome. This is basically what's been happening for the past two hours. It's a big act to follow. Well, listeners, we've all had a lovely. F- yeah. so I hope you have too. We're now altogether more boisterous and certain about ourselves. Yeah, yes, that's right. But we're there just a pinch of self-doubt. Yes, uh, an increasingly amount, of, oh, no. increasing amount of self-doubt now. Yes, all-pervading sense of self-doubt. Yes, it's kind of closing in around the eyes. Yes, oh, yes, bugger. Well, well, part of the issue. <laughs> So, that was the lovely f- and the soundtrack to it was the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We do certainly hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you join one of us next time. Yes. One of us may be absent. William. Um, and it's quite likely I will be. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically, I'll be driving a caravan. Probably at that stage, hurriedly south. <laughs> yes. Uh, chased, no doubt, by a fleet of police cars. It'd be very much like the Blues Brothers. I'd imagine so. Except quite a lot slower yes. and with a more knackered car than they had. Yes, and I'd imagine the chase wouldn't last very long. Uh, it would last a very long time, Simon. Why? Because it's a very slow car, but in quite a heavy caravan. Sure, but the police would overtake you and stop you with stingers. Ah, now, that's where you're wrong, Simon. Go on. Because stingers <laughs> take ages. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> Get on with it, Stingers. <laughs> ah, it's a joke about Sting. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
sting and the police. And the police sting in the police. Sting in the police. It's got so many levels. If you're not here next show, Will, I'll be gravely disappointed. Get to the grave. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>